What it do, baby boo? This one's crazy. Let's get fresh with Jules and Jess. Hey, ladies. Hi, everybody. It's Jess. And Jules. Oh, it's okay. Jess and Jess. So it's like <laughs> I literally almost trying just trying to get that to flow while I'm like looking at Julie, eyes wide open. Pick this up, Jules. <laughs> I hope everybody's having a great Friday so far today. Jess, how's your day going? It's going good. I actually didn't say this when I walked in your house because I wanted to save it for the podcast, but I basically leave Orange Theory and I drive straight over to Jules and we podcast together. And um, on my drive over here, I don't know if you know this, but like five minutes from your house, there's a Tasty Cakes. Yes. Did you know that? I did know that, but I don't know what it is. Okay, but... you can go in there and shop. So I'm driving by and like, I just see this 75 cents. Yes. So I looked over, I was like, what is that? And it said Tasty Cakes Factory Store. <laughs> I'm like, is this- What do they um, sell? Like Little Debbie snacks? I, yeah, I think that they sell all that kind of stuff. But I was like, is this an outlet oh. for Little Debbie's? Because oh I'm God. about to go in. And I was like, if I didn't have an appointment to be at Jules right now, it was like oh loaves of bread, 75 cents. I wonder how I much see their that cakes are. All the time. And I like, don't know what it is. I think it, is that a Southern thing? I don't know. I'm Tasty Cakes? Yeah, it's like a knockoff hostess. Well, no offense. If you're somewhere where Tasty Cakes are big, but to me, it's like a knockoff hostess or Little Debbie, right? Oh, I don't know. Um, can I just say that this, um, this recording is like right next to my stomach and I'm getting a little hungry. So and I'm talking about tasty cakes, yeah, so whatever you hear, honestly, like it's a matter of time before you hear a rumble and I'll take full ownership of it. It's my stomach. I'm hungry. Okay. It's lunchtime. And Chris, we've sent Chris off to fetch us Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I know so, we're thriving. Here. We are. We are. I saw my, um, my Instagram the other day and I was like, I was going to get sushi, but I'm afraid of imitation crabs. So Chick-fil-A it is always oh, a safe bet. They're cooking <laughs> so with true. cocaine, but I'm okay with oh it. Oh my gosh. I'm positive. They must honestly. And I, I know this is like so basic to say, but like, it's a genuinely true question. Like I'm not really a Chick-fil-A eater, like not mm -hmm. like other people are right. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I just think there's like 900 other places that I also want to get food from. Like, I'm not just like, Oh, Chick-fil-A any time mm -hmm. of day. Like I do feel like I have to be in the mood for it, but, um, why do you always want it on Sunday? Oh yeah. You only want it on Sunday. Every time I almost forgot where I was going with that, by the way, did you see me? I was like, where am I going? Were you going to be like, wait, what was the question? I literally was having interview flashback. I just almost did the same thing. I'm just such a space cadet sometimes. Well, I started looking out the window and I started thinking about my dying tomato plant that I need to replant. Um, and then I completely forgot what, what I was talking even, about. Where I it's was okay. Going, We're so. here ladies. Let's talk oh about gosh. our good week, bad week. So, you go. all right. Um, honestly, man, life is good. Me and Julie got to hang out this weekend for like the first time ever that wasn't work related. And that yeah. was super fun. Just relaxing. It's always good. Can I just comment? I actually like was thinking about this and one of my favorite podcasts that I listened to, they like said on the podcast that they're not actually friends and like everybody got so upset about what? it. Yeah. But like, they were like, you have to think about that this way. Like we podcast every week together. So it's like, if we're friends and we're like talking all the time and hanging out, like we're not going to have anything to talk about on the podcast. And I kind of mm -hmm. feel like that's us. Like we don't actually, like we talk about work or like we'll check in right. here and there, but like we don't actually get to like hang out, hang out and talk mm -hmm. about real life stuff that much. 
so it's kind of nice. And I think that's why our podcast is so incredible <laughs> and why all of you, <laughs> you love to listen to it. Yeah. Super cute. Somebody actually DM'd me and she was like, I just listened to the podcast. I heard my shout out. Hey. And I was that's like, so yes, funny. I wait to see if like our different people in our community kind of do listen and catch on. You know, what's so funny. Out. I feel like people actually make more comments to you about the podcast than anybody ever does to really? me. Like, nobody says anything about it. And it's funny. Cause like I'll be like this weekend we were hanging out with friends and like we made a reference to the podcast and we were like I was like yeah I doubt any of you listen and they were like yeah we don't we don't listen we I'm hear like, enough wow. of you bitches we're like wow supportive friends you know it's fine <laughs> That's amazing. yeah nobody I was just saying like nobody in my real life actually like listens to our podcast which mm. is kind of nice so screw you all no, no. I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna listen to this one podcast exactly no. exactly so all right so bad week let's see how many weeks in a row have I been talking about like the uh, struggle of hating my corporate mm. job and how much I want to quit it and I actually reached out to my boss this past week because they did this ridiculous thing where they did quote unquote shift bids. And no offense if any of you are listening who work with me, but I just thought the audacity of the workforce management team, they sent us an email saying, good luck on your shift bid. May the odds be ever in your favor. And I'm like, dude, first of all, you're already putting us in a stressful situation. So then on top of it to kind of take away the like, we understand this is crappy. I was, I was pretty much out the door at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's so, kind of insensitive. You know, yeah. that's people's lives. People exactly. have like- Exactly. It should never be and... work, mental health, whatever, right? It should be, work is like yeah. the third thing, unless it brings you joy. Don't totally. get me wrong. If you no, love your I job, agree. 100%, let that be the forefront, but I'm sorry, not for me. Yeah. I feel like Kourtney Kardashian, working for me, it's just not my priority right now. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Oh, so yeah, funny. so that's my negative. It's just still dealing yeah. with the, the back How and often forth. does that change, the shifts? Every, I think they want to say every other quarter. So every- like five it, to six Would every months. other quarter not be just semi-annually? I don't know. I don't okay, know just works. wondering. I'm not corporate, okay? But basically, <laughs> twice a year it changes. And mama Semi-quarterly. Oh my God, that is so funny. I don't even know if you just said that, but that's funny. Now. Okay, well, everybody have a great week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what was your good week? She says, we're going to wait and talk on the podcast, but I'm not actually going to listen to what you're That's saying. That's hilarious. So. I think I'm out of it today. This is not good. Wait, it, go you know what it week. is? Honestly. Okay. I'll go ahead and transition into my good week. My good week is that I really took time for myself this weekend for the first time in like since 2020, okay. honestly. And I just had a weekend where I unplugged and I enjoyed myself and I literally did not do a morsel of work. Mm -hmm. and honestly like it was so needed because I'm really burning myself the, what is it burning the candle at, at both, both ends, ends yep. yep and and it's really been challenging so I think the reason that I'm having so much trouble like getting back into it is because I'm my off switch is off still you mm -hmm. know what I mean and I leave on vacation tomorrow and I'm just not feeling oh God, very worky today you okay flick that switch back on before vacay honey I know I'm like I got some stuff I gotta do today and I like told Chris earlier like I've just been moseying around today mm -hmm. okay let me tell you I took my sweet ass time this morning I went on a three mile walk this morning I went and got coffee nice. like I came back home I got in the shower I folded some laundry Ooh. I like started moving things around my house and like redecorating who is she we don't know like I I've just been like Mosin. yeah Putson. and honestly like I I'm I'm just having a hard time that's like my good week and my bad week all yeah. in one okay so I'll just make it my good week and my bad week my bad week is that I literally have this thing like mentally 
where I am either on or I'm off. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard because I try. So with my transition of leaving my job Mm -hmm. and being able to work for myself, I'm kind of like trying to figure out what is my new normal? What is my new schedule going to look like? Like I get to set my schedule Mm -hmm. and what do I want that to look like? And there's, you know, it has to be within reason, of course, because obviously what do I want my schedule to look like? Well, um, from nine to five every day, I lay at the pool and then (laughs) from five to six, I work. And then from six to 10 p.m. I lay on the couch. Where's your like, workout in there? Yeah. Oh, no, there's none in my ideal day. <laughs> Let's be we real. We want to do, okay? Right, that emphasis on that. So yeah, I'm kind of like at this crossroad where I'm like, okay, I know myself enough and I'm in tune with myself enough at this point to know that when I am on, I am on and, and it's just, I have a hard time turning off. Mm-hmm. So I really try, I, I realize what will work better for me is to work Monday through Thursday set hours and be on and work 16 hour days, those days, and then have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to try that. And the thing is, is I have like yet to set it in stone in my calendar, but I am so scared of like, what if this sucks? What if this is the worst idea ever? But the thing is, it's only during the duration of the next challenge. It's four weeks. If it doesn't work, I can switch Mm -hmm. and rotate for the next time. So I need to just commit, but I wish I was less like that. I wish I had a little bit more of the ability to be like a quote unquote normal person or what (laughs) I feel as a normal person where you work for a little bit. Like even when I had a corporate job, I never took a lunch break. What the hell's a lunch break? No, I would so much rather work through it and then leave a little early or like, like who has the mental capacity to work and then turn off and really enjoy your hour and then just turn right back on. I can't do that. It's on, 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 on all day. And then I can't turn off at night even sleep. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a struggle. And so if I don't turn on at all to start the day, then I'm great. I'm like relaxed. I'm space cadet. I'm I looking like at my tomato. Off, Julie. Pl- yeah. I'm like, this is where I live yeah. turned off. And it's funny you say that because when I think about coaching, I'm only there for three and a half, four hours, but I have to be so on in that four hours yeah. that when I'm done, I am done. So yeah. when I used to have to open, go home, close, and then go back, I was like, the same girl is not here. That was here yeah. five hours ago. Yeah, Absolutely exactly. Not. Oh, and in, in, in due time, our Chick-fil-A has arrived, <laughs> which will sit in front of me during the duration of this podcast. And I will become more hungry. So if you start to hear her like salivating, nobody yeah. judge her. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, guys, today, uh, we really kind of wanted to talk about fear, uh, especially because it pertains to Julie's and my life, because right now we're both going through transition. Uh-huh. What else is new? Every time yeah. we're on this podcast, we're talking about a different transition, right. but that's life. Mm-hmm. It is ever changing. You should never be stagnant in life. Life, that first hit of sweet tea. Oh my gosh. It. It's actually diet lemonade. Oh <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it just, I felt it go through my soul. I saw it go through your soul. Yeah. But anyway, the, um, the point of transitioning, being flexible in life, while it's something that you're always going to have to adapt to understanding that they're the issue or that the underlying cause of irritation or what's that word I'm looking for friction in your mm-hmm. life is fear. Yeah. Um, and it's really funny when I think about this, because back in you know, you have like those teachers you never forget. Yes. That's so funny. You just said that Chris yeah. and I just had this conversation. Oh, anyway, that's crazy. Going. So I had this teacher in eighth grade who Mr. Rollins shout out wherever you are, sir. And he changed my life. He just, he connected with us what? middle schoolers. Oh, eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. Okay. So he connected with middle schoolers more like we were adults. Mm-hmm. And when we were, um, when we were in that class, this is a long winded thing, but trust it has a point at the end. We were reading a lot of books about the Holocaust at that point, And we talked about, um, what is that word? 
like when something in a book is supposed to stand for something else, like not visualization, representation, I don't know, but they used a metaphor, a metaphor. Yeah. Like let's say a metaphor. Okay. They used the word night a lot, or they reference mm-hmm. night. And my teacher made me think beyond just, okay, it's not daytime. It's nighttime. And he said, what comes along with the night? And everyone was like, well, fear. I don't know about you, yeah. but I've been afraid of darkness. the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darkness. And he was like, okay, but are we actually afraid of the dark? What are we really afraid of? And I mean, we're in eighth grade, this philosophy moment. And he's like, what we're really afraid of is the unknown because you don't know how to adapt to something that you don't know what to expect. And like that causes dissonance in your life. And that's since eighth grade, 45 years ago, that's stuck with me because anytime I get into a situation where I'm afraid, I'm like, okay, well, what is the root? What am I afraid of? And the truth Mm -hmm. is it's just the unknown. Yeah. So just like kind of how you're saying with your schedule, you know? For sure. You've got a change coming and you're probably, I'm sure, asking yourself. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, and I'll talk more about it on a different podcast because it's a whole thing, but I did um, just hire a coach for myself, Mm -hmm. Um, kind of a mentor, life coach, kind of a hybrid of just like, basically I want to be her. I love her. I I just, she's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the first things that she said, we had like an eight hour meeting last week. And one of the first things that she said to me was, you can't control. And I, I love this and, and it's true. And I read it. It doesn't matter. But every time I hear it, I'm like, yes, you can't control the things that happen around you, but you can control how you react to them. So I think that that's going to be like kind of a key player thing to remember when we have these conversations about yeah. fear and the unknown and, and all of that, the things that come with that. But I, you know, I can truthfully just honestly, not to get too sappy and personal, but like I don't think I've ever been more terrified than I am right now. Yeah. A lot of big changes. I mean, and the thing is, we know that that fear is going to exist. So it's kind of like, you have to find your own individual route to combat it or not even combat it, but set yourself up to be successful as you are going to attack the unknown, Mm -hmm. because how can you ideally prepare for something you don't know what is going to happen? So like the fact that for instance, you're saying I have a timeline on it to me, that should provide some kind of comfort because you know, all right, I'm going to try this for four weeks. And if it doesn't work, okay, so what? We adjust, we get back on the train, we reroute our pattern and Mm -hmm. we kind of change. But it is scary when you unwillingly go into something. So like for me saying, okay, I'm finally going to put in my two weeks on my job, which you just went through. Right. It's like, okay, well, I'm confident I'm going to get through that because I know that this isn't bringing me joy anymore, Mm -hmm. but what's going to happen next? Like what, what's going to happen? Because I mean, as it's funny too, I was going to bring this up. So here we are. Have you noticed, like, if you go out in public, you see this online, but I've seen this in person, but I've physically seen like three signs and it says, um, be nice to the staff we currently have. We're very short staffed. No one wants to work anymore. And it's like, that is going around right now because the world just changed so much with COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are shifting their mentality to be more in the moment, to be more present and not plan so far ahead that it can get scary when I know I don't want to do this anymore. It's not feeding me in any way, but what about my health insurance? But what if there is a disaster? So it's like that that balance between planning for the future, but also not letting the fear inhibit what you know is true for yourself and what's going to bring you yeah. to a better place. Well, I think it's so funny too, just kind of getting on that conversation. I think it's so generational too. Mm-hmm. Like I think our parents like ran to any nine to five job they could find with health insurance and whatever, because they all had children younger, I feel like than our generation is. Yeah. And like you had to provide and, and, you know, you were very content with having like a great 
well-paying job and you didn't care how much you had to really work or work-life balance wasn't really a thing. But I think like the world of social media and the access and getting mm-hmm. a peek into other people's lives and going, well, they look really happy. Like, it's so funny. I, I get this message, no joke, at least twice a week. I get somebody that messages me and go, Hey, like, I'm just like kind of unhappy in my life right now. And you just seem to have such a great work-life balance. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I just was wondering like, is your company hiring or what do you do? Can you give me more information on it? And it's so funny. People don't even really care what it is that you're doing. As long as the job seemingly makes it look like that you have more time for yourself, Mm -hmm. which truthfully, like before I started my own thing and was doing my own thing and working full-time, like my job, I had it made. Yeah. Like I literally was never leaving that job. Why would I loved it? I had such great work-life balance. Like if I needed to go to target and do it, return at 1 PM, then I went to target mm-hmm. and did a return. Like it, it was just like amazing in that way. Yeah. And it's so sad that like, I don't know, these corporate America jobs, like I think things are changing. Oh, yeah. I think they, they, they definitely are. I think with COVID, I mean, I'm curious to see how many companies never go back, go to, back the to offices. Me and my I mean, dad talk about that all the time. Think about how expensive it is to upkeep an office yeah. in downtown Atlanta somewhere. And if you have great productivity and, and people are, people are, your staff's going to be happier generally. I mean, mm-hmm. I think people would probably like to go in the office once or twice a week just to yeah. kind of like the get the feeling and the camaraderie. But like mm-hmm. overall, I think people really are enjoying working at home. Yeah they're actually probably taking their lunch breaks that they weren't taking before. They're probably doing more work in less amount of time and, Mm -hmm. you know, just more productive because you don't have people walking by your cube, sticking their head over going, did you see the stats on ESPN that were like, I don't know. I just know I was constantly distracted and I had to put headphones in when I sat in my cube because Mm -hmm. it was like a revolving door. And literally like I was, I, I, not to sound so popular because I'm so popular, but like I have a lot of friends at my old job and it was a young company. And like, then like there were these really sweet, like special needs students that they had coming to work there. And then I like befriended them and then they would come visit me in my cubicle. And it was just like all day long. I had like mostly just people visiting exactly not actually productive workflow and I'm like hello can you leave my boss is on the other side of this wall he can definitely hear my revolving door visitors I've had all day and like people would put curtains up on their cube wow like I I'll never forget that people would do that so that people knew hey don't come in right now like Mm -hmm. I'm power houring like And it's just, it's really interesting is all, all of that to say that number one, I don't miss that world. Number two, it's all very interesting. And number three, I really hope to see some like kind of changes in the world as far as like work-life balance, because I just, and it's funny and I'm curious to hear from my Canadians and my, um, Irish men who are listening. (laughs) I don't know. What is Irishman? What do you call in Ireland? That, what do you call someone Irish? from Ireland? Irish. I mean Irish, yeah. But what and my Irish people? My what, Irish peeps. My Irish peeps. Um, okay, listen, I got sick on the day that we learned geography, and um, I just never really learned that stuff. Okay. It's my one week spot. Well, so when you say new like, okay, you didn't say the word nuclear family, but that's what you were talking about. Literally last night we were celebrating my sister's boyfriend's graduation from college. And it was me, um, my significant other, my sister, her significant other, and then my dad and my mom. And we're all 27 and younger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're all sitting at the table. My dad mm-hmm. just has to, he has to do this every time he's got to talk about the finish line. I just, mm-hmm. I can't even, 
if you guys ever, if anyone ever has a conversation with my dad, take a shot every time he says a finish line, you won't make it more than four minutes. So we're at the table and my dad turns over and looks at my sister's boyfriend and says, what's your five-year plan? Oh boy. And he just graduated college. Oh boy. He's like, what's your five-year plan? And Mark is like, uh, well, I would, uh, I'd like to see myself doing this. Like, it's just very, we don't know. We're piecing it together. So he goes, okay, that's fine. You're only 22. Jessica, what's your five-year plan? And I was like, dad, my five-year plan is I want to be happy. Like I want to be happy. I want to enjoy the next five years. Like, it's just like, and he looked at his wife and he said, isn't it so crazy (laughs) that life has changed this much? He's like, I can remember when I meant to, when I went to meet, your mom's parents. And I walked into their house and her dad sat me down and said, okay, Tony, what are, what is your five-year plan? What is your intentions with my daughter? What is your 10-year plan? Where do you picture yourself in 15 years? Mm -hmm. And it's like, they were so focused on the destination that in my opinion, they were missing out on the journey, which when you're saying work-life balance, I feel like we, us as millennials or this generation or younger, we're so focused on enjoying the experience because that's what's almost pounded into us all the time from all outlets. Totally. And it's just a matter of self-worth at the end of the day. Like, I think that our generation's done a really good job of like, just understanding that just that, that we are all Mm -hmm. in search of happiness and peace in our lives. Well, when you say self-worth to me, and I'm going to like bring this back around, that's the biggest combatant of my fear because all day I can sit there and I can say, well, this might happen. Well, this could happen, but who's going to be your biggest ally. Who's going to believe in you more than Mm -hmm. yourself. So being your biggest fan Mm -hmm. to me is like the number one way that I combat fear. So I say to myself, okay, Jessica, I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the leap of faith and it's terrifying, but do I believe in myself enough to just try it and know that hopefully I've surrounded myself at this point with the safety net of good friends, of good family, that if I fail, they're going to be there to pick me up, brush me off and get on a new and different path. I think that people need to recognize that there is no ultimate failure. There is learning lessons and then you just keep moving forward always. Yeah. And it doesn't always feel like that at the time, of course, but I think like hindsight, you know, you can always look back and and find something good out of any bad situation. Um, and that's one thing that my coach talked about because she is a breast cancer survivor Mm -hmm. and she, you know, uh, I could just go on about her. I don't want to talk about her. The and whole this time. podcast is about my life. Coach. I love her though. Seriously. I feel like everybody should feel that way about like someone the person, in their life. Yeah. yeah the person they look up um, to. Everybody should have a mentor. Like we even said in the beginning, do you guys remember that teacher you had back in school yes. that like really made a freaking impact in your yes. life? Everybody deserves so, those. People. Listen, actually, I want to circle back to that, even though it has nothing to do with our topic today. But, um, I, my teacher, her name was Miss Clark and she was my fifth grade teacher And maybe it's just like something I made up in my mind. I don't know, but I just remember feeling like that class was like something out of a movie. Like all of us were friends. Like we all supported each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I do remember like there were a couple of like bad kids in the class, but like even the bad kids were like, cool. You know, like obviously I was not a bad kid. If you can imagine, Mm -hmm. I was definitely the one where the teacher had to go to the bathroom in the middle of class and said, Hey, can you watch the class? (laughs) And then like, anytime somebody talked, you ticked and mark on their name. Like that was me. You did not. Oh, I did. No, I did. Oh no. Yeah. 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 I loved it. I was, I was absolutely there for every second of it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I was definitely teacher's pet. I loved her though. And she and I are Facebook friends and she made a post, um, for teachers appreciation week that said, Hey, if I've ever taught you or your children, like I'd love an update. What are you guys all up to? Mm -hmm. And I literally sat there 
and read through every comment on that post, every single one, Jess. And I was like almost crying. Like, can you imagine having that much impact and the amount of people that were like, you were the best teacher I ever had in my life. Like, I don't know how she, like, I don't know her. She's just in there bawling. Was she bawling? Cause I was bawling for her. Like it was so incredible. And I wrote on there, like, I'll never forget when you got engaged and pulled me into your supply closet to show me your ring before everybody else. Like we, we were tight. Like, and honestly, I think back and I'm like, I remember we, I moved halfway through the semester that year to a new school, new County, new place. And I remember my mom taking me back and dropping me off on a school day. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I, like I said, I did first semester and then second semester I moved. So it was one of the days during second semester, I went back and visited the class and I remember she like drove me home or like we went and got ice cream or something. And like, Uh she took me to the library to like get a book. Like she was just like she cared, the quintessential, yeah. like probably in today's day and age, you would definitely get in trouble. But like back then right. it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like she was absolutely like life-changing to me. Also, I so, love the word quintessential way to hit yeah, that. Yeah. I'm using my Latin SAT words. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, anyway, going full circle here. One of the things that, um, I have a lot of messages from girls about is, especially when I'm promoting the new programs that are coming up, um, is I want to join, but I'm scared I'll fail. And that makes me so sad Mm -hmm. when people message me that because until you believe in yourself and until you've decided, I want this, I will do it. And nothing's going to stop me until you can get to the place where you're your desire to change outweighs the bit of fear that you have that you could fail. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, I don't know that I can help, you know what I mean? And, and it's, I can give you all the advice in the world and I can say all the things and I can give you every fortune cookie there is yeah. to say, but until you believe those, those things and until you're opening your heart and your mind and you're ready for that change and you're ready for the roller coaster that you're about to strap into because it is mm-hmm. very much a roller coaster in the best way possible like that then you know you you just have to get there on your own that's the work that you have to do before mm-hmm. you come to me um but i just was talking to alex this morning because we walked and um i was telling her that like one of my goals for myself is that you know, I still get winded when I walk, mm-hmm. like just walking. I mean, yeah, I was hilly and we walked like three miles, but I still very much was red faced and sweating when we got back to her apartment mm-hmm. and she was very much not sweating at all <laughs> and cool as a cucumber. And I had, was just saying to her that like being a bigger person or a person in a bigger body, like who's working on their health and just like, isn't necessarily there yet, but it's come a really long way. Like I can recognize that that walk would have absolutely destroyed me mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, two years ago yeah. today. It felt great. And I enjoyed it. I was still sweating, mm-hmm. but like I told her, I was like, I want to get to the point where I can do this. And like, I look like you right. unfaced. Like right. this is just another day. Like it's not that big mm-hmm. a deal. Like you're not having to like hop in the shower <laughs> after you go walk to get caught. Like I was disgusting. Like I was in a full, like I sat in my car after my butt hurt, my legs hurt. I'm like, I want to get to the point where like, I can do this. And it's like no biggie. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said, progress going from something that almost you dreaded to doing and like three miles was daunting as 
Well, you want to talk about fear. I mean, that would have like, I I probably would have made an excuse up if she had said, let's go for a walk to go. I would have been like, "Mm -hmm, I can't, I have to get back. I have meetings. Even the fear of just like comparing yourself to somebody in that situation, because all the time the DM I get is I really want to try orange theory, but I know I'm going to be the weakest one in the room. I know I'm going to be the slowest one in the room. And I'm like, you know what? As long as you cross the finish line, that's what matters. Yeah, totally. Totally. So yeah, Chris over here walking with his heavy feet. I was going to say, does anyone hear Chris yeah. punching a hole? I'm the actually floor curious to know. Oh, that's perfect. That's there we so go. much better. Just float Chris. Yeah. That's much better. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, there's the, the thing is, is you can let fear stop you from trying, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be very happy. You're not going to see yourself. any change. You're that's not. the thing yeah. at the end of the day is your want for something different, bigger than your fears, because yeah. you can either, you can do two things. You can avoid the fear and you can stay completely stagnant with where you are. And Hey, if you're a happy, content person where that is no shame in your game, we're, we're all shooting to be the happiest versions of ourselves. But if you feel that something is genuinely holding you back and you're able to recognize it's fear, my suggestion would be to find what the root of that is mm-hmm. believing in yourself, whether that's positive words of affirmation or finding an ally, because maybe you just don't believe in yourself just yet enough. That's okay. Find your ally, find your community. That's going to help you to conquer that fear. And when you get a little bit closer to your goal, you're going to look back at where you started and realize, wow, I came this far. That's going to help you get, I think through the rest of it to like the end of your goal or whatever it is. We've said this before, but it goes like this. You do something enough, something small. And those are your small wins. You got to have wins. This is how you start. You got to pick something doesn't have to even be like, you can, this is what I need people to know. You can start this journey without changing a single thing about how you're eating and exercise. You can start this journey and say, I'm going to read 10 pages out of a book every day. I'm going to wake up early every day. I'm going to do these things. And you focus on the habit changes Mm -hmm. around like the things that aren't optimal in your life to, to just better your quality of life. Yeah. Okay. Those small wins turn into consistency and that consistency turns into momentum because you don't want to stop once, Mm -hmm. once you're consistent and you're like, wow, this feels really amazing. I'm feeling great. And that's momentum. Okay. So, so that's it right there. That's the formula. It doesn't have to be this 180 switch. It doesn't have to be, okay, well, I'm starting today. I got to go throw everything bad in my house out and I got to go buy a gym membership and I've got to work out twice a day for 45 minutes. And if I miss a workout, then I'm just a piece of shit and I might as well not try like that. But like, that's how, yeah. like, I, I see it. You're laughing, but it, I know, you know, I'm laughing because there's two directions of momentum. You can either get yourself forward and you can go closer towards your goals and your progress, or yeah. you can momentum yourself back to like yeah. the version of yourself you don't want to be. And mm-hmm. just like how you said, con- consistency leads to momentum. I think that something else too is consistency builds confidence goes into Correct. momentum. That confidence Correct. you might not feel right now. Trust me, when you believe in your safe self and you're able to see the small changes, that's when like, yeah, that momentum, those, really picks up. those small wins, like those are everything. That's why we have a whole wins channel in Slack. I don't care if you're celebrating that you opened your eyes today. Mm-hmm. If you're going through a hard time, then that is worth celebrating. Absolutely. Okay. So I, if you're listening to this, I'm going to leave you with this little mini challenge. Okay. I want you all to go to Target, go to Walmart, go on Amazon, whatever you like to do. I want you to find a cute ass notebook that you like to write in. 
I want you to get yourself a cute ass little set of pens that you like to write with. Let me know if you need recommendations. I'm the pen queen. Um, and I want you to every single day, take that journal. And in the morning when you're having your coffee or during your lunch break, if you're a busy girl, I want you to open that notebook and I want you to write one thing down that you've absolutely crushed and that you've won and one just positive thing every day. And I think that that is going to be just your little bit of secret sauce when you're having a bad day, when you need a little pick me up, when you just feel, why am I even bothering? You open that notebook up and you read it and you go, oh, I remember now. I like so, that secret sauce. Yeah. Secret sauce, girl. Go get your secret sauce, honey. I'm about to open this Polynesian. I, right. You want to talk secret sauce, honey? We got to go. We got secret sauce to, <laughs> to get into. So, all right, y'all. I hope everybody has a great Friday. Thanks for listening. We will hop in, pop in, hop in, whatever. We're going to hop gonna in, do. pop, baby. We're going to hop, pop, and lock it and drop it too, maybe. <laughs> wow. We got to work on these guys. All right. Julie okay. needs to get out of here. So bye. I got to leave because I'm hungry. Okay. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>